G'day members, uh, welcome to the Australian Trainers Association podcast for this fortnight. Uh, plenty of information and new views and items that we're going to bring to you tonight. Um, also, a big thank you to everyone who has provided us with feedback. Keep it rolling in, we really appreciate that. Many of our non-Flemington-based trainers have raised concerns over the last 12 months of their inability to get access to the Flemington Strait to trial their two-year-olds. We again approached the VRC and requested that they consider a trial option here as we lead into the spring. We also sought the support of Racing Victoria to assist in these discussions with the VRC. Sadly, neither RVL or the ATA could convince the VRC to change their mind and they remain steadfast in their opposition to any trialling for outside horses at Flemington. The VRC view is it'll just encourage wear and tear of their track, which is something that they just can ill afford um, as we lead into the rich spring carnival. On a more positive note, we'll actually have a new 900 metre two-year-old race which the VRC have scheduled to be run on their Spring Classics preview day on the Wednesday the 25th of September. This is a new race and is designed obviously to give our two-year-olds the option of running down the straight um, in advance of some of those later races that occur across October and November. In addition, RVL have confirmed that if there are enough acceptances for those, that 900 metre race, they will certainly split that into two. So whilst not the outcome that we desired, we do have the option of one and probably two additional races so that our two-year-olds can gather more experience down the straight at Flemington. I think all trainers together with the ATA were really pleased with the recent announcements made by RVL about the $13 million increase in stakes across the 13-week Spring Carnival. Amongst the increases were obviously Group 1, Group 2, Group 3 enlisted race increases at various locations, some country cups which included Ballarat, Cranbourne, Geelong and Bendigo. One element nestled in amongst all the increases was the Melbourne Cup Carnival Country Series, and this brought great pleasure to the ATA. We had been heavily lobbying with Country Racing Victoria to Racing Victoria for a country series with significant stakes money to be made available for the country trainers only. We're pleased to see the outcome of those discussions with Racing Victoria have resulted in the Melbourne Cup Carnival Country Series having a $700,000 increase from where it was for the 2018 year. And what that now means is that we've got eight heats of the Country Cup Series that will be run across regional Victoria, across the 1,400 to 1,600 metres at eight of our regional venues, where each of those heats where previously worth $50,000 in total prize money, will now be worth $100,000 each. This is pretty significant for our country trainers, and in particular, when you consider some of those venues include Hamilton, Horsham, and also Murtoa, significant races worth $100,000 each. This will all link into uh, the Kennedy Oaks Day on the 7th of November, where the first two placed horses from each of those heats will have the opportunity to run in the final, which will now be worth 
a cool $500,000 in prize money, up from the previous year's $300,000. So kudos to Racing Victoria for this move and a great outcome for our country trainers. And finally on the news front, just a big shout out to Racing Victoria for again committing to contribute financially to the Australian Trainers Trust uh, for the 1920 and the 2021 racing seasons, Racing Victoria have committed to contribute $20,000 to the Trust for each of those years. The Trust is there to support our trainers and or their families where the trainer suffers serious illness, injury or sadly death. It's worth reminding our members out there that the Trust has paid out some $110,000 across the country to trainers and their families since inception in 2015. In the 2017-18 season alone in Victoria, some $28,000 was paid out to members and their families. So a vital program for our members and their families across the state, in fact, across the country. So thank you to all our supporters for their contributions. Long may it continue. <coughs> And a couple of updates for members, just around Cobalt firstly. Uh, as members know, we put a submission to Racing Australia on the 16th of August. We understand from Racing Australia that that subject of Cobalt and the rules, the penalties, and how the Australian racing jurisdiction should approach this rule breach um, was tabled at their meeting for the 28th and 29th of August. Our brief discussion with Racing Australia post their board meeting indicated that they are and did give this serious consideration. They've asked for some further information from internal sources. Uh, we will continue to communicate with them across the course of September with a view to bringing our members a further update before the end of the month. On to the long-running saga of the Alternagist products. As we know them, Regumate, Ovumate and ReadyServe. Racing Australia are heading overseas towards the end of October to the International Federation of Horse Racing Associations Conference. This will be held in Paris and on the agenda is the subject of Altrenergist and whether the association itself should sanction the use of the Altrenergist products notwithstanding the very low level of anabolic steroid that is contained therein. So we await the outcome of that discussion with interest. We'll bring our members with a further update on that towards the end of October. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again The life I love is making music with my friends I can't wait to get on the road again a quiet fortnight for the ATA with uh, no travel to our regional venues, but uh, travel indeed to the Victorian Racing Tribunal for our very first case. This was a really unusual case involving our member Hannah Powell, who's based out of the Kilmore Training Centre. Hannah lives on a regional farming property and like so many other properties of similar type, they have a septic tank and sullage overflow lines that lead into the paddocks. This never presented a problem to Hannah in past years, but given recent drought conditions, this forced the horses to look for the forage in the paddocks, which was greener and, and available, and this just happened to be near the sullage lines. The end result for poor Hannah, 
has been that her horse has returned two positive swabs to an antidepressant. Justice John Bowman in the uh, VRT, um, and I quote, stated that there was no suggestion that Hannah Powell is anything else other than a model trainer, and also stated that there was no intention to performance enhance or to use a prohibited substance on her horse. Nonetheless, Hannah's horses were disqualified, but personally she was not given any penalty, which was some small solace in what was an otherwise costly exercise. For our members, I think the message is that the contaminant risk is a live issue when you're living on a regional property which involves a septic tank and sullage lines. So let's make sure we all put in place the appropriate precautions and safeguards. Well, that's a wrap, members, for this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this edition. And remember, we look forward to getting feedback from you. We'd love to get it. Get onto the website. All the details, the contact details are there. So until our next edition, happy racing. That's all, folks.